Join me as I talk to this mum who is the creator of Power System. As she shares her story of how relocating to the other side of the world with her family became the turning point of no longer living for other people. It was the catalyst to take her power back, focus on her priorities from health and spirituality to retraining as a coach, to then starting her own award-nominated business, helping other women get their power back. Join me as I talk to Marina Newington. Welcome to the Empower podcast for mums in business. We are women building a business we love while making a home for the ones we love more than anything. I'm your host, Nicola Hewlin. Join me as I talk to seemingly ordinary women just like me and you as they share their extraordinary stories and inspirational advice to bounce back even stronger from challenging times and thrive in business, motherhood and life. So I'm delighted to welcome today's Bounce Back interview guest, Marina Newington. Hi, Marina. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your Bounce Back story with our audience. Let's start there. Tell our audience about the times you faced challenges and needed to bounce back in your life. Well, I think as women, we all face challenges and we all have to do this, you know, regularly through our lives. And, you know, sometimes it can be as little as on a daily basis if you have a bad day. You know, a lot of times having a bad day is really having a bad moment. And it's a matter of not letting that moment become a whole bad day. But um, we also have some of our big challenges. So I say my first really, really big one was when. I had been working um, for a while, so I was originally in finance, so I had a corporate background. Um, going back a little further, actually, I, um, I was born in Russia, then we moved to Israel, and then I was raised in New York. I went to university in Boston, so I moved around a lot. I was, you know, I was exposed to lots of different cultures and influences, but something that I always was told growing up in New York was that, you know, if you're a woman, you have to have a career, you know, and that's it. And if you don't, then, then you're nothing, you know, and my mother, she really, you know, pushed that into my head. And you know, it was great having a role model who was an entrepreneur, but by the same token, she was never around. She just never, she never came to any of my plays. My dad, who was an opera singer, he did um, because he worked in the evening, but during the day he was available. Um, So my mother was just never there for me. And I saw her working 27 hours a day. And, you know, it didn't really paint that positive a picture for me to be quite honest. But you know, this was what was reinforced to me. And also living in New York um, and being good in math, that meant I had to go into finance and which I did because you know, that's just what you did. And um, then I worked in for there for three years until I got my MBA at Columbia Business School, which was once again, following the career path. But it wasn't, really aligned with the things that made me happy. And I certainly didn't feel passionate about it. So when I went to business school um, and I heard about marketing, I was like, 
that was like my first big aha in my life because, you know, I, I didn't know that I was allowed to be creative in business too. Cause that was like the really big piece I was missing, you know, the, the creativity and being able to work on strategic focus and all of these things, all of a sudden it became really interesting. So when I moved to the UK, um, with my, fiance who became my husband a year later um i started working for sainsbury's as a marketing manager and that was better but then i started having children and um after my first child i found that unfortunately things were no longer the same even though i was promised they would be the same they were not the same they just weren't. And I don't know if things are different nowadays because this is a while back now. That child just had her 18th birthday. But, you know, I can tell you that things were just not the same. I was on the fast track before. I was moving through the grades. You know, it was all happening. And then when I had that child and I went back to working four days a week and managing a team, life was different. I got relegated to a department I didn't want to be in, you know, everything was different. Then I got pregnant with my second child. And um, what I found was happening was that I wasn't succeeding in either role. And for me, this was an absolute nightmare because I'm the type of person that gives 150% of everything that I do. And I wasn't being there for my daughter and I wasn't being there for my job. And for me, I couldn't do both. I know there are lots of women who do both and they balance them, but you know, this was my first big, really difficult, difficult decision because I had to decide if I wanted to continue working and try to do both, or if I just wanted to focus on being a mom. And for me, it was something that was really difficult, not because I loved what I did, because I didn't. It was just a job, to be quite honest but I didn't want to be not there for my kids the way my mom wasn't there for me. That was so important to me. I wanted to be there for their plays. Oh my God, the amount of string concerts that I sat through, maybe if I knew then what I know now, but um, you know, I just, I wanted to be there for my kids. I wanted them to feel supported by me and I wanted to teach them. I didn't want to outsource their teaching, even though I had help. Um, you know, when I got more kids, I have four kids. So, you know, I did get a nanny along the way, but you know, I wanted to be the one who raised them and taught them values, taught them morals. It was really important to me. And um, so I made the decision to stop working and become a full-time mom. And the difficulty, you know, looking back in it all was about my pride because I didn't love what I did and I loved my kids, but I was told that if I didn't have a career, then I wasn't as worthy as other people. And, you know, and who am I? And then I have to, you know, take money from my husband and not make my own money. And, you know, there were all these self-esteem and pride issues involved in the whole thing. And it was about, um, you know, taking on a new identity. I was no longer a career woman. I was a mom. And all of that was really hard. It was really hard. But I can tell you now, as a mother of four children, aged 11, 14, 16, and 18, it was the best decision I ever made. It was the best decision I ever made. Um, I have four amazing kids. And a lot of it has to do with what I put into it. And that I had the time 
to be that parent who said no and was able to be consistent and, you know, follow through with what I said and teach them and lead by example. So, you know, that was the first really, really big thing. And I just want to say congratulations because, and you've touched on this in the way that you've shared your story. I think in the Western world, we do undervalue what it takes to be that full-time primary caregiving mm. parent. It's, we, we do undervalue it and it's a tough full-time gig. So hats off. Yeah. Well done. And, um, <laughs> you know, like you Thank say, you. everybody's going to be following uh, different paths and different swim lanes in the, in this, you know, in this pool, we all find ourselves in and it is a tough decision and the right thing to do will look different for each of us, but it is so important to be able to choose what's right for us and, and follow it and, and becoming a full-time homemaker for the, for the period you did it. Cause we're not just talking a couple of years, right? We're talking uh, yeah. quite a few years and it's a tough gig. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I did do it for quite a long time. So, um, but you know, the thing is that it's, first of all, it was the hardest job I ever had like without a doubt. And it was 24 seven because if somebody, you know, vomits in the middle of the night, who has to deal with it, you know, you know, all of these things, but I didn't like let all my skill set go to waste. You know, I ran a tight ship and, you know, managed to have two homes, four kids, a great social life and all these things because I had a spreadsheet for everything. I still used all the tools that I had used before. I had systems that I had in place. You know, all of those learnings from the work world were still applicable and they worked for me in order to build systems to manage my life. So, um, you know, I did this, as you say, for a long time and about, um, six years ago, God, I can't believe it's that long ago now. Is it really? It's probably more now. Eight years ago. No, eight years ago. Unbelievable. Eight years ago, Um, my husband left his job and we decided to take these four kids who were at the time aged three to 10 and move to Australia, which was crazy. And, you know, it was like blood, sweat and tears getting my kids into these schools. And I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but it was, it was just the right time. It was a moment in both of our lives where actually things were really low. Um, I had was feeling overwhelmed by everything, you know, having these kids and my life. And I didn't know what I was doing, where I was going. I felt quite lost. I was physically unwell. I had been suffering from IBS for my whole entire life. I had even gone to, um, you know, have it checked out medically. And, you know, I had to get, you know, these horrible procedures done. And at the end of them, the doctor, you know, said to me, I'm sorry, you just have a badly behaved stomach and I can't do anything for you. And I was like, what? I just went through all of that for you to tell me that I have a badly behaved stomach? What the hell kind of diagnosis is that? And this was at the Chelsea Westminster. This wasn't at like, you know, this is like a major London hospital. So, um, you know, I was overweight. I was stressed. I was unhappy. I was rudderless. I was unfocused. Uh, Uh, depressed, I think it's fair to say. And uh, so 
my husband and I decided to move to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing happened really quickly. So, you know, he had started talking about it in around like November, December and January, I had agreed to do this. And in April we were there. That's so fast. it was, it was really fast. You know, you have to get visas, get the kids into schools. We, but we landed on our feet and, um, and this was the beginning of a massive life journey for me. And this was the real pivotal point in my life. And um, I will tell you from the beginning that this is where I found my why. And my why is what led me to where I am today. And I'm, in a, I'm a happy bunny today, I have to tell you. I mean, sure, I have stresses and challenges. But, you know, finding my why, that was the huge step. And this is what I work on with all my clients. This is where we begin. And I know, you know, I worked with you um, and this is where we began also. And it's so important to understand what you're passionate about and what really lights you up. And that's what's going to help you be motivated to do all the things that you need to do and want to do. And it's going to get you excited for the day that you have ahead of you and for the things that you're trying to build and create. So taking a step back, I was in this really negative space and, um, you know, but I had done a major geography shift and I moved to Australia and I didn't know anyone and my husband didn't know anyone. So we were starting from scratch on the same footing and neither of us was working, which was also something hugely different because my husband always had the kind of job where he was away all the time. He traveled a lot. He was in finance. He was very high level. And, you know, he had to make a lot of sacrifices for our family in terms of his time. And I did a lot of the raising of the kids and now he was there and we were together. And what this gave us was a huge opportunity to reconnect as a family. So, um, you know, my husband always talks about it, you know, with such rose colored glasses, but it was really, I mean, he knew that he was going to have an opportunity to reconnect with the kids and actually really get to know them. But he always talks about it. He didn't realize that he was going to get a chance to reconnect with me, which we did, which was amazing. And, you know, we remembered why we fell in love with, with each other in the first place and really enjoy spending time together. So um, on that level, I was, you know, getting a lot of fulfillment. It's, it's so beautiful. And I just want to interject and say, at the time we're recording this, we're in COVID lockdown. And so my mind is just going, I wonder how many people are just falling in love all over again, because they're actually <laughs> spending loads of time together in lockdown. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been, um, well, it wasn't as intense as it was then, but there certainly has been, we, and we have certainly discussed it because we go on daily walks together and God knows we've been seeing all each other all so much. And, you know, it's, it's uh, this period of COVID has been the longest that my husband has been in one country since he was about 19 years old. Incredible. I mean, that, it's insane. It's mm. insane. So um, then I went to see a nutritionist. Uh, you know, I decided I was going to make changes. I was in a different place. I was in the sun, which always makes me gloriously happy. And I was, you know, I was going to do things differently. So she showed me a new way of eating and I cut out sugar. And would you believe it? This badly behaved stomach of mine, a lifetime of IBS disappeared. 
disappeared. So I started feeling better. I was losing weight. Um, because I was in Australia, um, I could exercise outside all the time. I had always wanted to take up tennis. So I started playing tennis with a group of moms. And, you know, it wasn't that there was like suddenly like everything at once, but I made a change. I decided to make a change. I, I went for it. And then that led me to the next change. And that led me to the next change. And, you know, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't like this because I don't believe things happen that way. But slowly and surely, each step gave me the confidence to take the next step because I could see the results were happening. I could see a change. I could feel a change. I felt better. I looked better. I was healthier than I ever was. And, you know, because I started feeling better in my body and I started meditating, I started feeling better in my mind and in my spirit. And that gave me the strength to start conquering my fears and, you know, um, doing all sorts of things. And I became a different person. And through this process, I realized that I wanted other women to, you know, go through this journey and go from that horrible place where I was. And I didn't really even tell you how bad it was, but going through to the other side and, you know, um, helping women achieve that transformation was my why. And I knew that I could do it because people ask me all the time, how did you do it? How did this happen? And, you know, people were always asking me for advice and people always were asking me for input, you know, and I had had this my whole life because that's the kind of person that I am. And, you know, I'm the, um, the teacher, the advisor, you know, that's, that's just who I am. And, um, and, and I love to give, but this was something different. This was about making a real change in your life and feeling differently about yourself. And then because you felt differently about yourself, being able to go and achieve the things that you only thought were dreams, but that you are 100% capable of doing. So we had spent two years in Australia. And when we came back to the UK, I retrained at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition as a health coach. And, uh, I started working with busy moms to try to make them feel better about themselves again. And um, what ended up happening was that I was attracting female entrepreneurs, um, maybe because that's what I was, or I don't know what it was, but, you know, um, and as I started, you know, doing this, um, I started going on a business journey and that's when I met you. And I started with the mastermind groups and then we worked together one-on-one -on -one. and, you know, I started all the steps of building an online business, which, you know, I had no clue about because even though I had an MBA from Columbia business school, which is, you know, you know, kudos, I had no idea, you know, 20 years later, I start a business in the world of digital marketing. What the hell is this? You know, my <laughs> yeah. learning curve was so steep. I didn't know anything. And, you know, together we worked on all this and I had to build a website and I had to, you know, like, what's a Facebook group? I mean, oh my God, it just makes me laugh now, of course, but you know, I didn't know anything. So then I had to do that. And as um, I was building my business and I was working with these women, um, this idea started forming about, um, power system, which is what I created. And I think of it as my fifth child. Um, so, you know, this is another big thing that, you know, when you go on your entrepreneurial journey, the first iteration 
isn't going to be your last, you know, Absolutely. It's, it's just it's the stepping point. Mm-hmm. So I started with time for health. Um, when I was doing the health coaching and together we worked on, um, Marina Newington, get your mojo back. And, you know, I had Marina's mojo mamas and all of this business. And as I worked through, it evolved into power system, which I'm hugely proud of. And it's my fifth child and it consolidates everything that I have learned and all the women that I work with. And it's completely based on my why and it aligns with my beliefs and how I help women. So I'll tell you what it is just really super briefly. So power system is a five-step process using the word power as an acronym. So P is about making yourself a priority in your own life because, you know, and this is what we were talking about at the very beginning of this. As women, we always put ourselves last and you have to learn how to take care of yourself so that not only are you able to do things for yourself, but you're able to be there as a support for the people who depend on you. Then O is about getting organized so that you're in control of your schedule and your schedule doesn't rule your world. W is about connecting with the world around you and being able to develop a support network in work and in life and learning how to set boundaries, which are so important. Another thing, once again, that women really struggle with setting those boundaries. And E is about getting the energy to do all of these things through diet, through exercise, through sleep, and through stress management. And then having built your foundation with those first four steps, you're ready for R, which is your roadmap for your future. What's your why? What comes next? And what are the action steps that you're going to take to get there? Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Obviously, I, I love your power system. I love your journey and, and your story of, you know, we're talking about bouncing back. But what, what strikes me from this interview, and there's a theme evolving in all the interviews that actually the word steps comes up a lot, you know, and journey and transformation, that there isn't always this click your fingers, happens overnight, oh, I'm in a bad place, and then I bounce back. And I loved, if we kind of rewind to more towards the beginning of what you were sharing, I loved how you described that actually it was about taking that, making that first decision and taking that first step, and then that led to the next step, which led to the next step. And Um, And sometimes, um, you know, I'd like to explore this dynamic a little bit more with you. Like when we're in the thick of a challenge or we're in a really bad place, would you agree that sometimes it feels impossible to get out of because where we want to get to seems so far away or so impossible to achieve? Absolutely. 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 Actually, it's step by step and it doesn't happen overnight. I couldn't agree with you more. And sometimes, you know, when we're specifically when we're in a bad place, you know, the, the end that we want to get to the light at the end of the tunnel, it seems so big and so overwhelming that we know how on earth am I supposed to do anything to get there? And anything I do seems futile and, you know, nothing's going to move me forward, but you can't possibly do everything at once and you can't do something that's going to immediately take you there. And what you need to do is figure out your goals and figure out your objective, first of all, which I think is hugely important. So I think firstly, you need to figure out where you want to get to, you know, what are you heading towards? Because just aimlessly going, 
doesn't propel the, you forward. The destination in the sat-nav, right? It's like jump, it, it's, it's nice to jump in a car and just go cruising and see where you end up and then try and find your way home if that's what you want to do. But when time, energy and money is limited and we want to get out of where we are and, and uh, actually get outcomes that make us feel good, setting the destination in that sat-nav before we put our foot on the gas is, is helpful, even if we don't know exactly how. And it's interesting, is it? The analogy with business. So you touched on how the world had changed so much mm-hmm. in the 20 years since you did your, your MBA. And it's normal when we are starting out in a new domain or a domain that has just changed so much, it might, be, might as well be a whole new world that... Yeah. Lots of people who are new to business, we, we don't know what we don't know, yeah. you know? So sometimes we don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can feel, feel overwhelming in itself. And therefore, even if we do get a glimmer of, well, I could do this as a first step. If we're used to or, or, or feel safer when we have the whole journey mapped out in front of us, it can paralyze us and we can kind of... Yeah stay stuck and sometimes sometimes the next step is all we can see or know in that given moment yeah and it's not so overwhelming absolutely I completely agree with you which is you know why it's so important you know like they're like two parts right so number one is to set that destination and it doesn't have to be your ultimate goal either because Mm -hmm. that could be too overwhelming. It could be a goal part of the way. So, you know, I want to uh, create a thriving online business, for example, like what the hell does that mean? You know, but I want to get an online business up and running with a website, a Facebook group and an Instagram account. Mm. Do you know, do you know, it makes me think of, you know, I'm always talking about the mountain metaphor. So it's, so what you just said about, you don't have to, be able to see or understand what the summit looks like it can mm-hmm. be i just want to get to the first base camp you know? yeah and I, i'm on the right mountain uh, the, the summit I'll, I'll understand more as i climb just let's think base camp or start the journey absolutely and so that's the first bit then the second bit is what is chicken and egg which is your first bit but like what is your why you know what is your, what, why are you doing this? Yeah. I mean, really, this is where you start. What is your, why, why do you want to do this? And what are your core values? I created this whole, um, great little worksheet, which helps you figure out what, you know, because it's hard to figure out what your core values are. So it gives you a base to start with, uh, figuring out what your five core values are. And then I use them as I suggest to my clients to use them as affirmations to say them every day to start getting them into your head to start this is what makes you tick so you know this is what I was saying like before the stuff I was doing with finance marketing I was successful it's not that I wasn't successful at it but it didn't align with my why it didn't align with my purpose Mm. there was no um, transformation I wasn't helping individual people I wasn't you know I was working with it, it didn't, it wasn't aligning with me. And so when I had left that world, the difficulty, as I said, was my pride, self-esteem, but it wasn't that I was giving up my passion because that would have been a different conversation altogether. But when I found my why, that's what then led me to take that next first step. 
So when I started with IIN, I didn't know I was going to be a health coach. I just knew that I wanted to find out more about this nutrition mm-hmm. because I couldn't believe that food, which made me ill, also could make me well. And food is medicine. And you know, what's all this about? And that led me to being a health coach, which led me to starting a business, which led me to meeting you, which led me to building my website, which led me to uh, Mojo Mamas, which led me to power. So, you know, it, 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 it is that process. step that step by step in that in that process absolutely i'm i'm, um, I'm in, interested to hear what your what your one piece of advice would be to women who uh, and men hopefully there were guys tuning into this too um to our audience listening in who who might be relating to that not being in such a great place not not being in such a great space and let's face it the covid outbreak we've all taken a knock in some way shape or form you know it's hard it's hard to stay in a great place in in these unprecedented times so to anybody listening you know we've we've touched on setting that direction just taking one step even if you can't see beyond that what would be your other one piece of advice to somebody who is not feeling in a great space right now in terms of starting their bounce back transformational journey? You know, I think, I think it helps to understand where you're going because um, I completely relate to what you're saying. And I took a big bounce. Um, uh, I took a big hit during this COVID. You know, I had made a plan throughout for the year with um, the programs I was going to run and the promotions I was going to do. And then all this COVID happened and, you know, I got sidetracked and all these things happened. And then I started questioning myself and, you know, it's, and then I got into like this bit of a spiral. I couldn't get out. And, you know, the whole situation, there are six of us here and Four, three of them are teenage kids and you know it, it all became very difficult and I started feeling that same way and <clears throat> what I needed to do was relook at the big picture I had to relook at the big picture and say listen there are six months left of the year you know I'm halfway into the year but there's another half a year to go what do I want to accomplish in this year so I had to refocus and I had to see if what I was doing was still what I wanted to be doing, or did I want to do something differently? Had I learned anything differently? And in fact, it was different because for me, I realized that I really wanted to focus on the productivity element of what I do, the O Empower system. Um, I had been invited to be an expert on a couple of productivity summits, um, which were filmed right before COVID hit. And, you know, they were really released during COVID. And I enjoyed that so much. And, you know, it, it helped me sharpen my focus. So it was actually an opportunity. So feeling, first of all, when you're feeling low and you're feeling confused and you're feeling lost, it's okay because we all feel that way. And you are not alone is the first thing I would say. You are not alone. We all feel this way. And what you need to do is shake things up a bit and get out of the pattern that you are in because whatever you are doing is not working for you. It's not working for you. And you need to shake things up and you need to do things differently. And then you need to look at the big picture. Awesome I would advice. Say, yeah, I love picture. that. I love that. Taking time to just 
zoom out and look at the bigger picture and look ahead. Fantastic. Marina, I'm mindful that we're coming towards the end of our time. It always goes so quickly in these interviews. But to wrap up, before we sign off, I'd love to ask you to leave our audience with what we call our bounce back invitation. A question you'd like to leave our audience to ask, invite them to reflect on, or a challenge you'd like to offer them to take back as part of their own bounce back journey. What would your question or challenge be? Oh, wow. Um, okay. Question in order to bounce back. Okay. If you look back to when you were younger, have a think about what made you really happy. What did you really enjoy doing? Was it maybe something creative? Did you paint? Did you draw? Was it sports? Were you really physical? Did you play in team sports? Was it um, speaking in front of a group? I know that's a nightmare for other people. I mean, what was it? that you used to do when you were young that you probably don't do anymore. Think back to what it was that you did that made you really happy and feel really satisfied and fulfilled. And then my challenge to you is to see how you can incorporate it into your life now, today. Beautiful. I love that. I particularly love that. It gives me goosebumps because I can really relate horses and horse riding was always my thing. Life takes over and it's not cheap to have lessons, let alone own a horse. And um, if anybody is connected with me on Facebook, there'll be, there's horse spam all over my Facebook with uh, <laughs> the, the horses that finally, you know, the dream came true much later in life. And it is about bringing that, bringing that back. It's, it's a, I think when you have a passion, it shows up as a child and it's in your DNA and it never really goes away. And it brings such joy when you can bring it back into your, your adult life. So mine would be horses. Yeah, horse riding. What about you, our audience? We'd love to hear your response to Marina's Bounce Back Challenge. Share on hashtag Bounce Back Stronger. What is it that made you happy as a child and how are you going to bring it back into your life? Marina, fantastic. Thank you so much for giving up your time and sharing your story and wisdom with us today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I always love talking to you and it's a pleasure to be part of this wonderful project that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. And goodbye for now to all of our audience and see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empower podcast for mums in business. And thanks goes to our podcast series sponsors, Bounce Life, insurance to protect you, your business, and your family. To get your free startup and business growth kickstart guide, and to find out about our Empower community, go to empower.global.